Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, the podcast. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Usually, we are an NXT podcast. We're your NXT friends. Friends. And, well, sometimes we just like to chat things that aren't wrestling. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. We've, we started uh, way, way back doing uh, reviews for, like, Halloween we did Power Rangers. We did yeah. Pokemon way, way back in wow. the early days of wow. Up Next. And then we started doing a little project where we'd do, uh, we'd review every Star Wars film. Right. And we finished that a couple of months ago. And since then, we've we've just been a bit random. We've just been, huh, you wanted to do a money plane review? You did a money plane <laughs> review? Uh there was probably a Tiger King review down the line, I there think, was. somewhere. There was Hamilton. We had Hamilton review. Uh, we did the New Japan Cup um, yep. review uh, on the free feed as well. And as we were putting together the schedule for this month, it felt very summery. We thought, what can we do that summery? We're like, what's a summer what's movie? A like summer rental? Movie? Summer vacation? Like, what's a, what's a good summer movie? And we thought, well, what's the most perfect summer movie? What is the perfect movie of the summer because i kept asking I, i've already said this but i in a year from now people are gonna be like oh what did you do last summer during the pandemic and everyone's gonna have very similar answers well you know i went outside when it was nice tried to make the best of it but wasn't very good because the summer kind of sucks for yeah. 2020 so in a year from now you will know what i did last summer because i know what you did last summer yeah how did we go from star wars to this 
Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Look, I don't know. Our podcast just—we're always all over. You the know place. why? Because we do what we want. We okay? do what we want. We don't take no shit. No. Uh, yeah. So follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast. We do have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/UpNext. We do so many different reviews. We have Up Yours. Where we review all sorts of movies. We did The Terminator. We've done Gremlins. We've done the OG Batman with uh, was it the the OG one with, with Adam, Adam West? Adam West. Yeah. That was wild. But. We, we do love our horror movies, and we thought we'd be a little cheeky and pick something with summer in the title. And, well, why not go to the 90s for this epic 90s slasher movie? Epic. <laughs> epic. That's right, epic. Wow, I just described this movie as an epic. Uh, but today, we are not alone. See, we want to talk about some horror, and, well, if we're going to talk about scary things, why not bring on an expert? Our friend, who helps us with all the the social media stuff, as well as Shot in the Dark. He hosts that for free on the Patreon. Please welcome John Sino Evil. What's up, everybody? I'm here to talk some summer horror. Let's go. Summer horror. Summer horror. You host the Zombie Pod, which just you just launched a few weeks ago, and it's all about horror. And you mix in. There was an episode on wrestling and all sorts of stuff. So you definitely you are a, you are a whiz when it comes to that kind of stuff. Definitely. So I thought, why not bring you on for this movie? But we're all kind of in the same age demographic, a little bit, uh, some more than others. David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and. This movie came out in 1997, so I have to ask, have you seen this movie before, both of you? Uh, I have, yes. So this, as you said, came out in 1997. I believe when I started getting into horror films and stuff, it was kind of the end of primary school, so it was like 11, 12. So probably watched this around 2000, like the year 2000, yeah. I'd imagine. Uh, was on TV, along with Scream, like got really into that. Yep. I used to have... Uh, friends over, we'd watch these horror films, we'd convince my dad to to rent them out from Blockbuster, yes. these certificate 15 or 18 films. Uh, we had a really old camera, I think I've mentioned before in maybe one of the Halloween or Scream reviews. Um, so we used to make our own horror films, yes. but there'd only be two of us, so we'd kind of play different parts and make these films. Wow. They were great. Um, yeah, so I've definitely seen this film again, but it has been, I'd say, 20 years since I've watched this. What yeah, about yeah. You, John? When, when this movie came out, um, I was about 12 years old. I had a, a friend, JC, shout out to JC, but his mom was probably the coolest because she would take us to every rated R movie you can think of. Yeah. And we also saw I Know What You Did Last Summer, the, this and the sequel in the theaters when we weren't supposed to see it. So shout out to her. Um, I saw this in the theater and it was like that craze in the late 90s where it was like the return of slashers. So to me, it was like a big moment when this came out. Like, obviously, Scream is the, the one that brought it back, definitely. I, I, I'm a huge horror buff as well, mm. and I, I have lots of OG Halloween memorabilia in my room because I'm obsessed with the OG slashers, and Scream definitely brought it back because they made fun of it but also rejuvenated it. So We did a review of Scream on our Patreon a while did, back. Yeah. yeah, but that's interesting because um, this is written by the same writer. It's written by Kelvin Williamson. Yeah. Um, this film is based on a novel of the same name, from 1973, written by Lois Duncan, and it was like a young adult thriller. Uh, but it changed a lot. But in the book, there were no murders. It was still the same concept uh, for teenagers kill someone, and they're kind of haunted by uh. him the next year, but there's no murder in that. So Lame. Kevin Williamson wrote this um, actually before he wrote Scream, but the slasher genre was 
dead then he took it to a load of studios and they're like nah there's no money in slashes right now told him to fuck off um and then i think in a long weekend at a cabin he um just banged out scream was like i'm gonna go back to this (laughs) um managed to sell scream to miramax did obviously very very well and then he was like huh i do have that i know what you did last summer script kicking about in a drawer somewhere Dusted it off. Wow. He'd rejuvenated the slasher genre, submitted this, and then, what do you know, 1997, this film came out. It's it's crazy. I, I remember the craze as well. Um, I was obsessed with um, <laughs> the movie Scary Movie, which uh, makes fun of this movie quite a lot yes. in that movie, uh, which I'll probably get into. But yeah, uh, this, this has Sarah Michelle Gellar in it as well, which goes on to be Buffy. Like, she goes on to be this mega... I wouldn't necessarily call Buffy horror, but it's the horror genre, sub-genre. I think she done season one at this point. Wow. Uh, because you even uh, see, as we get to later in the film, where her hair gets cut off. Yes. That's her look in season two of <laughs> okay. Buffy. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I feel like this was... This is a like just a peak 90s movie, because it just killed at the box office in 1997, because, like... It's it was it had everything that the nineties was, was doing. I mean, <laughs> I said I watched this twenty years ago. Apart from Sarah Michelle Geller, I don't think I'd have really known who anyone else was. And uh, then the ex WWE writer. Yeah, I'm Freddie saying, Prince at Jr. the time I knew I didn't know who anyone was. And then you go back and you see, oh, Ryan Philippe is in this as well, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh Freddie Prince Jr. You go, This is the most nineties cast I can imagine. I feel I I know John you're like the horror the horror king and I feel like the 90s was all the, these types like of movies I'm trying to think of what else came, I mean Scream 2 also had Sarah Michelle Gellar but what else would you compare this I feel like there's so many rip-offs like in the 90s 2000s of like all these things Well uh, I know that um Philippe and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar would later go on to do Cruel Intentions not a horror movie like per se but it still had like thriller. that element to it um but yeah you had a whole bunch of different like knockoffs at the time um, the writer I know ended up doing like teaching Mrs. Tingle, which had like some horror elements to it also. But sc- I feel like Scream was coming up with like back to back movies like those through the '90s when those yeah. movies came out. I would even say um, films like uh, American Pie coming out in the early 2000s. Yeah, okay, completely different genre, but definitely still has that same kind of tone. Uh, the soundtrack's very kind of similar yeah. as well, like. This is late 90s. We're pushing into the 2000s here. So it was definitely a style of the time. Uh, And I really like it. I'm very nostalgic for it. You had the Urban Legends movies as well. Yes. Urban Legends. So that was another movie that came out around this time. Yo, that one's that one's pretty good. Like it's none of these movies are good. But you know what I mean? They're good to watch. They're fun to watch and make fun of. Uh, So that's I guess what we're going to do with this movie. So I know what you did last summer. Um. Yeah, right at the beginning, um, they they got me with the the Mandalay Production Studios logo. You thought a they, tiger they, was showing they, up? They Peter Griffin me. Have you seen that <laughs> bit on Family Guy? No. Where he's like, oh, it's like when you go to the movies and yeah. you think the movie started and then it's you realise it's like, oh, okay, car, going down a mountain, there's a lighthouse. Oh, it's Lighthouse Productions. Okay. Uh, I was like, whoa, what's a tiger doing here? And then I, realised it was just... Same thing happened to me. I, I put it on last night. I'm like, what movie is this? Why is there a tiger coming? <laughs> Did I put on the right summer movie? I don't know. <laughs> so we have uh, mid-90s rock music playing. With um, some- Sorry, mid-90s rock? You mean... 
typo negative. Exactly. The goth fucking like kings here covering Summer Breeze. Dude, <laughs> this is a banger. Also, check out typo negatives, all the stuff. They, they're goth like icons. And it t- as soon as this hit, I was like, oh shit, I'm excited. This movie has typo negative in it. Yeah, real one here. Love it. Epic. It's the 4th of July celebrations. We see some guy sat on a rock uh, looking at this kind of like metal coin thing he's got. Uh, it's he's, like the Inception. He's chugging a drink. Uh, fireworks are going off. There's a beauty pageant and we see Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar, or here she's known as Helen Shivers. Um, she's giving her like speech at the pageant like, how do you want to make the world a better place? She's saying, oh, well... I'm going to move to New York City and be an actor and use my my art to help people. Wow. Um, so inspirational. World what, a, peace. what a brave young woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at a party and we see uh, some geek called Max. You may know him from uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he's yeah. like one of the main guys. He's one of the main dudes. He's in uh, Christmas Vacation. Yes. Right, he's the son. Uh, which another, like, I guess cameo here. You're like, whoa, this guy was in a bunch of stuff before Big Bang Theory. Uh, He shows up here. Uh, He's kind of a creepy nerd. He is, but what I also find funny is he's playing, like, the nerd here. Still a pretty good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah. They've cast beautiful people in this film. Like, he's he's no, like, Freddie Prince or... No one one is. No one is. um, yeah, pretty good looking guy here, I think, at the time. Well, Big Bang Max uh, tries to hit on... He asks Julie out, who is our kind of main protagonist in uh, this film. Jennifer Love, Jennifer Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Um, you can tell she's the hero right away because she kind of politely turns him down. She's not like, hey, fuck off, Max. <laughs> she's like, ah, oh, no, I'm good. Um, but then he's kind then, of a dick. Then he becomes a bit of a dick and Barry Cox, uh, played by Ryan Philippe, uh, comes and like pushes him. They almost get into a fight. Ray, played by Freddie Prince Jr., separates them, and they're like, "Ah, fuck off, Max. Leave us alone." To be honest, TBH. If Ray, Freddie Prince Jr., is supposed to be Julie, who is Jennifer Love Hewitt's boyfriend, he's, yeah, he's not a really good boyfriend because he's not like. First of all, dude's macking on your girl, and you're just gonna let this fly and not get aggressive. The other guy stepped in for you. He's not threatened. He's not He's threatened. Like, he doesn't see any threat. It's like, yeah, but sure. Here when the guy girl. starts mouthing off at his girl, that's when you like go, yeah. all right, buddy, like, let's go. But he didn't even do that. So I was already suspicious. This whole movie is about who's who, who who's the, you know, who's the, who's the baddie. And already signals, red, sig- red, red flags for Freddie Prince Jr. All right. And Max. <laughs> the four main teens are sat on the beach and they're kind of uh, recounting this sort of urban legend called The Hook. And like all urban legends, there's many different variations and they start arguing about what happened. They're talking about this, this hook, hook. killer. And um, (laughs) they're like, hey, no, he wasn't amputated. He was gutted. And and they're arguing about how uh, how these teenagers died. Uh, John, what's your what's your favorite urban legend or what's the one you tell? Is it is it a hook? Is it a drip? What it was that was that they're arguing over the different sounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the whole hook urban legend has been used before in uh, Prom Night, uh, Sorority yes. Row. Even kind of Candyman in the way had the whole, like, hook killer aspect to it. So it's definitely, like, a popular urban legend that they took in this movie and made it a reality. I, I, I like Captain Hook. 
He's my favorite guy. I think he was misunderstood, in my opinion. Uh, to be honest, this shot, I don't know where this is, but this fishing fisherman town that they like live in here. North, Beach. Uh, North Carolina. This is, yeah, they said it's North Carolina, and I, I've been to North Carolina, Flair Country. Th- this ain't the North Carolina I've seen. This is beautiful. They're like on a shipwreck. Can we go here? Yeah, this, this looks, looks great. beautiful. This looks lit. Yeah, I felt right away from this beginning. Um, I was kind of like, I don't even really want to get into the horror. This this looks great. I'm enjoying these teenagers. The music. <laughs> you were into the romance. The awesome. <laughs> you were into the '90s romance. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Yeah. All you hear is the Dawson's Creek yeah. theme play. I felt like uh, when I went to see the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, the first one. I I liked his relationship with Emma Stone so much. I was like, I don't need any Spidey shit. Just, wow. just give me these two for ninety minutes. <laughs> you are ridiculous. And that's how I got there. They start. Um, just uh, watch Dawson's Creek then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but no, I just, I like this. I thought they set the scene really well. Um, there's an acoustic guitar that starts playing and there's uh, some sex on the beach. So mm. now we know. The oh, drink? horror film. There's some sex on the beach. Oh, not the drink. Someone's going to die. No, um, watching this in 2020 is kind of weird knowing that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. marries Sarah Michelle Gellar. They're still married to this yeah, day. So this, is the, this is the movie dating. they met. Yes. This is the movie they met on set, and they barely have any dialogue to each they other. They only have two lines <laughs> to each other. And they the met and fell film. in love. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, and then, beca- what's you know what's even better than falling in love? Falling in love and being cast as an on-screen couple in the live-action Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's goals. That's power couple. So, we're now in the car. We, we're going, uh, we're driving, like, around this sort of cliff face. Beautiful. Uh, it looks awesome. Um, Barry changes the music from this acoustic making love on the beach music to some heavier like metal music. He's out the sunroof. He's drinking from the bottle. um, And then there's a thud. They hit something. And what was that? What was that? Um, uh, Barry starts losing his shit because this is his car and Ray was driving. He's blaming Ray. His car's now all dented and bashed up. This, I'm pretty sure this was the same spot where... Uh, Doctor Strange lost his hands, right? <laughs> John, th- this looks exactly the same as that cliff. I feel like like I've seen this cliff in movies like numerous times. Like I don't know if it's like a famous shooting scene, but it definitely looks like it's been used before. It looks very familiar, yeah. I'll have to look this up while we talk. I'll look up the filming location. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like trying to... Uh, find what they hit. They're arguing, was it uh, an animal or something? They f- They freak out. And then they see this guy they hit. He's dead. It's a body. It's a body. We hit someone. His face is all mangled up. Um, and they're thinking, shit, shit, what do we do? What do we do? Um, Julie wants them to just come clean. They're like, hey, Ray was driving. Ray is sober. Uh, it was an accident. This guy just stepped out in the middle of the road. But Barry's like, yeah, but it's my car. I'm drunk as fuck. Uh like we there's no getting out of this we gotta we gotta hide the body because no one will believe that this was an accident boy okay well let's okay let's look at this situation here what would you do if you hit this this guy um we're gonna just talk about how we want to get away with murder here but you have to go to the police but then this ryan felipe who's like kind of the heel in the group of friends is like no fuck you we're gonna Throw the body off this this road. We never happened. Didn't happen. And they're like, uh, okay. And then Ray, who's supposed to be your baby face good guy, Freddie Prince is like, yo, man, I'm kind of poor and I don't have money to like 
fight this. So yeah. let's just listen to him and throw the body away. And then Sarah Michelle Geller's like, yeah, I'm a beauty queen. And like, this would just look bad. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, well, guys, ugh, fuck. Would yeah. that, would that be us in this situation? Who would be who? I here? think I'd want to come clean. You are I, definitely the guy who I, wants I, to I come clean. <laughs> I couldn't handle this guilt hanging over my head. I think me and John I might think, have a I discussion this, about it. I think this kind of, I think this kind of situation as well. Um, yeah. Like I'd be like, no, I think we could. Someone could buy. Like this guy shouldn't. No one should be walking here anyway. Yes. Yes. Right. So I think. Yeah. That, why that, was the guy in the middle of the road in the cliff? There's no sidewalk or anything. This guy shouldn't be like. This would be illegal. Right to be walking around here yeah. anyway, so I think there's enough, uh, enough like, yeah, doubt that you wouldn't be convicted right. for this. I, I think so. I think we could get away with it. But I know me and me and John here would be like, okay, let's let's talk John, about this. John, what what would you do in this situation? <laughs> if it was 1997, and I'm like one of those four pretty privileged white people in that car, I'm pretty sure you probably would get away with it. Just saying, 100. Yeah. percent there's no cameras. There's one guy who's sober. The rest are, are a oh. bit drunk. Like, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, they hit this guy, and they they just like, huh? What do we do? What do we do? And as they're kind of pondering this, Max. Oh, Big Bang Max. Up. <laughs> so Julie is like, I got this, and starts flirting with Uh-oh. him. But it is very awkward. She says that Barry is sick. Uh, Barry is kind of puking over the edge of the, the cliff because he's like, why are you guys just all stood in the middle of the road? Um, and then he does this suspicious face acting, showing that he is suspicious. He's like, hey, why don't you get rid of that shit-eating grin off your face there, Ray? Ray. And he's Ray. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they managed to kind of convince... Uh, Max to like leave he's suspicious. but he does see the dents in the car and all that so he's kind of suspicious about something yeah. we go back to the body and Julie kind of wants to find out who this guy is she's searching the pocket let's check his wallet and Helen Sarah Michelle Geller is after all this she's still wearing her crown from the Would, beauty pageant wouldn't you you work so hard for this why would she you? loves this thing um, and the man wakes up and grabs the crown and then gets kind of thrown into the water, like falls into the water. And Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, oh no, my crown. I think it's more because like it, it would tie to her. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's just like, man, no, I, I she, fucking love that crown. No, uh, I think she just wants her crown. I, think, I don't think yeah, she's that's worried about it. Yeah. Uh, so and Barry that- <laughs> dives after it. And as they're underwater, <coughs> the man's eyes open. Whoa. But Barry manages to grab the tiara. And gets back. Okay, John, you are in the situation again, and your girlfriend's crown gets stolen by a supposedly dead guy who's now in the water. Are you jumping in? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm definitely going to jump in the water and get the crown. But what I will do is when, like, at, after that, like when um Barry starts choking, um, <laughs> like Ray's girlfriend, like why would you let this guy choke out your girlfriend like that? I'm yeah, like, are you the fender. She's like something really Ryan's weird. Weak. Look, exactly. This is what I was trying to say. Look, uh, Ryan Felipe, without hesitation, jumps into the water to go get the crown and then tuffles with a guy who then opens the eyes and he gets scared. There's a body. He's like, holy shit, this is creepy. But manages to get the crown back for his girl. So no matter what he does in the rest of the movie, no matter how bit of, big of a dick he is, like an asshole, he did that for his girl. Did that he, for you? He's like, look, 
I may be a terrible person, but I jumped in after that guy, and I got that crown, and you're going to wear it, and you're going to like it. Uh, but then afterwards, he totally tones, he turns you and chokes out. <laughs> Jennifer loves <laughs> you. We're going to make a pact. Yes. So they want to make a pact that they're never, ever going to talk about what happened this evening ever again. They're going to tell anyone. take it to the grave. Oh, do yeah. you have any? Do you have any uh, take it to the graves? Yeah. Uh, you got a few? I don't think so. Oh. I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a couple. I got a couple. Yeah. Um, I want to know what bodies are floating around when, when you guys went to that DDT show. Like, I'm kind of concerned here. Um, Julie doesn't want to join in with this pact, but kind of is bullied into doing it. She's choked. <laughs> we skip forward to the next summer. One year uh, later. Julie is finishing up at college uh, for the year, um, and she goes home, and right away, her mum is like, are you on drugs? <laughs> so I'm just going to come out with it. Are you on drugs? You she seem different. Be. You haven't talked to me for a year. You didn't come home to visit. You don't call me. Um, Maybe drugs would help. <laughs> been speaking to the dean, and he might kick you out if you don't. Fuck up your grades. Um, and she's like, no, I'm not on drugs. It's just life's hard, you know, mum. And she gets a letter addressed to her, which she opens up and it says, I know what you did last summer. <gasps> hey, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> so Julie goes to find Helen and we learn that Helen is working at her sister's store, um, like family run, like clothes shop. And... New York didn't work out for her, so she came home and she shows the letter to Helen. So they then go to Barry, who is still a dick. Um, <laughs> and Barry obviously is like, no, we, we said we wouldn't talk about this. We made a pact. Shut up. We Shut didn't up. talk about this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't hear anything. I can't hear you. I don't understand. They do some research and find out that this dead guy they think is David Egan who uh, accidentally drowned. Um, we learn that Julie and Ray broke up. and Barry, Everyone broke up. Everyone's broken up. Life's shit for everyone. Uh, Barry suspects that Max, because Max was there uh, the day that they hit this man, and thinks that Max is kind of uh, the, the one sending well, the they're like, Well, there's only them. one person who was there, and it was... The guy we hit, or Max, Big yes. Bang Max. So we got to talk to Max. And uh, so, yeah, Barry kind of um, confronts Max. Max grabs a, a fishing hook. An ice pick. Of, this is like an ice like like Yeah, hook fishing off, hook. It's a, it's a tease that you go, oh, maybe it is Max. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the beginning of kind of the breakdown of this group, that they're being kind of haunted by someone. And it's sort of a who done it now almost do we do we suspect max is it a member of this group we find ray who is a fisherman now yeah um and julie tells him that she doesn't blame him for what happened but doesn't want to know him anymore this is this is this is your total dawson's creek shit going on here i know you love this because he's like hey we broke up but i still have feelings for you can we talk things over she says to, sorry she says to him we need to talk and then says to him yeah, we need to sort this out, but I don't want to know you. And, you know, uh, I don't want to know you. And then just, like, starts walking away. But then just starts 
running away. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what this, the fuck? <laughs> this is a trope in so many films. It happens in theatre all the time. It's one of my pet peeves in theatre. Like, that you when running? you exit the stage, you just run off. How? Like, Bye. unless I'm like, shit, gotta go. Like, my bus is here or something. John, do you ever finish conversations by running, running away? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that, but I'm, I feel like after watching this, I'm going to start doing that. I, just, I might just start doing it. It might, it might be my thing. I, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I run away from my problems, but I don't run away from things like this. Like she's, she, yeah. yeah, she's like, sorry, like, gotta go. And then just like, yo, I'm running away because she's scared. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? I, I wonder you, if girl. it's because uh, you sometimes get these stage directions, which are more, um, more kind of metaphorical. Like, yeah. as you said, you run away from your feelings. I wonder if it is a stage direction like that, where it's like, and then she's she's running away from Ray, and she just took it literally. There's in a in a Winter's Tale by Shakespeare. There's a stage direction which says, um, "Exit pursued by a bear." What? And everyone like to this day, people debate. Wait, did did Shakespeare mean literally a bear comes out and chases this guy off, or, act or like does it. it mean act like you're running away from a bear? Wow. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe this was Exit Pursued by a Bear and Jennifer Lawrence just... Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Love Hewitt maybe they, decided to run. Maybe the, the the script just called for Jennifer Love Hewitt to run. Maybe. Maybe it maybe. just called for that. Yep. You know? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the studio's like, hey, we're about 25 minutes into this film and we ain't seen any women running yet. It's 1997, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I just found that it's, it's interesting uh, because this is a fisherman town. Right, the she moved away, but came back, and Ray has been a fisherman now. It's it's Gen uh, sorry, Freddie Prince Jr. He's got fucking black dyed hair. If you're on a boat all day in the sun, your hair ain't looking like that. You ain't looking like that. I don't buy it. He's not a fisherman. Thus, I was suspicious of him again. Okay, <laughs> were you suspicious of Ray, John? Um, at this point, I was probably leaning more towards Max. Like, if I'm watching it for the first time, because. They try to make him seem like he's the one that's coming back for revenge and whatnot. So my eyes are all on Max. But you had, you know, Barry, who was like the hot-tempered one. So you kind of, you know, but Ray, I don't know. Ray was a little bit too quiet to me. Well, if you're suspicious of Max, that might go away with the next scene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say that I maybe was suspicious of Ray because he seems like the, um, <coughs> like in Scream, like the Billy Loomis, the, the yeah. boyfriend who seems nice. and You're the Reaper. Yeah. So, yeah, we go. Are we ready, guys? The first death of the film. <gasps> yes. We have Max. Well, wait, there was technically a death. We're not so sure, right? Oh, yeah. With the car. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like death 1B. Yeah, it? sure. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Max is in a kitchen kind of boiling some crabs and some lobsters. And we I want see... this job, by the yeah, way. You look nice. Yeah. yeah. And we see the fisherman walk in, pick up a fishing hook. And drives it right through his face, like under the chin, uh, into the mouth. Like an uppercut, uppercut with a fish hook. With a fish hook. And drags him into the boiling water, uh, face into the water, then dragged across onto the floor, leaving a trail of blood. This was very, very Michael Myers-esque. Wow. This, right, like the first kill by our, our fisherman slicker, fisherman killer with the fish hook. Yo, is it wrong to say this might be my favorite kill of the movie? <laughs> the best death? I, Yo, this guy gets the hook under the chin, uppercutted, into, like, boiling... Not only boiling, but there's still lobsters all around yeah. him. So, like, damn, bro. 
I think this is the best death of the film. Um, in the UK, this was out in the theatres as Certificate 18. Yeah. But then there's not too much... For a slasher, it's not particularly gratuitous. They deliberately didn't use much blood. I think there's only blood in, like... Some scenes. One scene. Like they, one of the deaths. They show the fake going but, through his chin and under his chin more, and stuff. Like, a lot of it is a bit more suggestive here. So, it, when it was released on DVD, it was a certificate 15 with okay. no extra cuts or anything. And, yeah, I quite like this death. It's creative. It looks painful. It's a fisherman killing you with a and hook. also, Max was a bit of a dick. So, that, that's what they tend to do, wow. the first death. You, Rip. You're kind of... You don't mourn Max, but you kind of cheer for this death. I was cheering for him to get the... Exactly. The, the John, what, what were your thoughts? Rip Max. It was my favorite kill of the movie. I don't think anything else even came close to this as far as, like, violence and just showing you exactly what happens. Um, I don't know if the whole fisherman get-up itself is scary to me. Like, I feel like everybody in the town was wearing this outfit anyway. So I feel like <laughs> that actual outfit didn't really scare me too much. But the actual kill itself, I loved. Okay, well, I feel like after this movie, people were definitely scared of fishermen's. And they were definitely scared of getting letters from unknown sources in the mail. They're like, wait, what are, what's going on? I don't know. I feel like this is a great, easy movie to just be like, what, what should the killer wear? Well, he's a fisherman. I, I quite like yeah. the outfit. Um, and the hook? It's scary. John, you're, you're a horror fan. Did you happen to watch uh, the latest season of American Horror Story? No, I didn't. Was there like a fisherman killer also? So it Urban was, Legends. It was one of my favorite seasons because they basically took like Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween, um, I Know What You Did Last Summer, all these slasher films and put them together. So one of the characters was the fisherman okay. in this film. Um, and similar to uh, the fisherman here, uh, has a hard time dying. Takes a lot to put him down. Uh, but yeah, I recommend it, especially if you like all these like 80s, 90s horror films. It's a great one to go back to. But I, I definitely feel like there's some cool deaths in this and some, some cool scares, but this is definitely the cool... This is what I, I think was like the best part where he, yes. he gets this kill and uh, gruesome. It's It was awesome. And it's the guy from Big Bang Theory, and I just hate Big Bang Theory. Me too. <laughs> we go back to Barry, who is boxing a punching bag. <sighs> he hears so a noise macho. as he is showering, and he's like, what is that? And he goes to his locker, where there's a Polaroid sticking out, saying, I know. It's of his car. And he realizes <laughs> his jacket's been taken as well. So in, he's like, fucking Max, in, taking my jacket. In Scary Movie, the, the, the rip on this joke is the dude comes back from training and he sees there's a Polaroid in his locker and he picks up the Polaroid and it's a picture of himself with with a tiny dick. <laughs> and it's like, I know. And he's like, who is this? Who knows? <laughs> and so when I saw this, I just started howling thinking of that, that ripoff. Because uh, then he has to show his friends like, look, he sent me this. And then all his friends are like, whoa, dude. Uh, and he's like, no, never mind. <laughs> so, uh, his car's missing. His jacket's missing. Uh, Barry thinks that Max is responsible for all this. Well, the, kill, the his car keys are in his jacket, and then he sees the guy drive off and, like, almost... Doesn't he come out and, like, stand above him, like, to scare him? But he doesn't kill him, which I'm a little misunderstood. So Why doesn't he, he kill him? He gets chased by the car. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and by his own car that he believes Max has taken. And he gets kind of driven right into this barn. Yeah. Like, smashes up this barn... And Barry is like on the ground crying like a little bitch. And as you said, the, the fisherman just stands above him. But he wants to torment these guys. Mm. That's what I took it as. He He's wants trolling. to really, yeah, troll and torment these guys. 
Um, what do you make of it, John? Why, why do you not think Barry was killed right at this moment? Well, coming off of watching Scream, I feel like as a fan watching this, your first impression is it's somebody who's working with Barry to try to make it seem like he wasn't involved, but he really is. Because the fact that he would go this length but not actually kill him kind of gave me like the tip off, like, okay, maybe Barry is involved. He just did this to kind of throw everybody off. Mm, yeah, Scream Scream changed it with the the whole, wait, there's two of them at yeah. the same time? They get all, uh, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in this film. It gets very Buffy at this point. Yes. It's like the Scoobies. They're, they're on the internet. Uh, I used to have the laptop. 1997, the internet. Yeah. Wow. They're on the internet and they're searching up this David Egan guy. They're doing some research and they find out that Egan's fiance died in a car accident that Egan survived. Um, and a lot of the town kind of blamed Egan for her death. Um, so they go, huh, okay, interesting, interesting. And he died in kind of the same place where this man got so hit. Suspicions. Suspicions. So they go to uh, investigate at the Egan house. They go to the boonies. This is... The sticks. Uh, uh, yeah, this is Helen and Julie. They go and they kind of knock on the door and see Missy, who is David Egan's sister, who is kind of kind of scary. Kind of creepy. Um, apparently that was the actress's kind of main instruction, was just be scary. She just nailed play it. everything <laughs> scary. Yeah, she's kind of... Uh, you get the feeling this... Um, one might do like meth or something. That's, that's, kind <laughs> that's of, scary to that's me. That's what I took. Like this, yeah, kind of creepy, a bit on edge. You live in like the boonies on your own private land in North Carolina somewhere, and you got like dead animal carcasses. You like chopped your own wood, but you're just a, a girl named Missy who lives alone. Scary. Yeah, John, am I taking that a bit too far? Did, she seemed a little methy to me. <laughs> <laughs> methy, Missy. They're, they're trying to give you some like Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, where it's like this like stranded house in the middle of nowhere, and you don't know what's going on or what's happening in the basement yeah. type of vibes to it. Always the basement. So they they talk to his sister. They actually notice a fisherman's jacket and hat hanging up. Oh. Um, and he's she's talking about a friend that david used to have and they're trying to get the name of this friend because maybe this friend was is the one she said i don't know him but i never knew he existed until he came to pay his respects yeah so she's like but he was a nice young boy we had a moment (laughs) and i and i wish we we had something going on but he wasn't about it yeah it's like whoa lady calm down (laughs) um what also makes she's definitely on that what makes this woman creepier is the fact that she's not suspicious of these two girls at all. She says she's if, lonely. If you were here on your own and someone knocked on the door and was like, hey, my, my car's broken down. Do you mind if I use your phone? And then went, so, Brayden, do you have any brothers or sisters? <laughs> and you'd be like, what? Get and, out of my house. And your, your brother, <laughs> does, does he have any friends? <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, uh, can you just use the phone and leave? It, she, doesn't, she just doesn't bat an eyelid. I don't open the door to anyone these days, first of all. But yeah, in 1997, it was a different time. And it's the you know it's it's in the countryside. You yeah. you open your door for strangers. You help people out. So they leave, and in, is what is probably the funniest cheap scare. This of is the, the biggest film. scare of the movie. Is it, John? Is this the biggest scare of the movie? 
whenever I see a movie and there's like two people sitting in a car and you see the window, I just know that somebody's going to either run to the window or do something scary. So I didn't remember it, but I know that something was coming when I saw them talking in the car. It's obvious. The window scare. Yeah. So it's the window scare. Missy bangs on hey the guys, window. Hey, guys. What are you doing? Hey. <laughs> you forgot your cigarettes. Like, who, who does these that? These girls like, aren't smoking in the film at all. No, either. no. Sarah Michelle Gellar does. Oh, was yeah, she? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice them smoking <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. But it's like, like, why would... Body and you go to their car, who's going to like run up to them and say, hey, you forgot this. Like, nobody actually does that. I, I was watching with someone, and they jumped, and I just laughed. I'm like, this is the biggest scare so far, and I've seen a guy die with a hook, but this strange lady in the sticks is it just is. like, hey. Missy, Missy is kind of... Shout out, Missy. I think she's the best character. Best scare. She's so fucking Best creepy. scare of the movie, and it's just her going, hey, you forgot your smokes. So, Helen starts contemplating that maybe... Uh, David Egan wanted to die as that's where his girlfriend was killed uh, so it kind of makes sense so she's maybe thinking hey maybe we can get away with this maybe it wasn't murder maybe it was suicide and Helen is now at home she's kind of reminiscing about the good old days she's looking at her tiara uh. she's like yeah that was good until until we killed a guy uh, <laughs> her older sister I believe it's Elsa is it um, she's a bit of a dick uh, she's like, look, you need to work tomorrow. And Helen's like, no, fuck that. I've got a lot going on. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not working. I don't want to work. Um, and then the next morning, Helen wakes up. Well, it's kind of creepy, actually, because we see the fisherman go into her room and stay in her closet. And then she goes to sleep. So you're like, she's going to die or what? But then she just wakes up. So the guy didn't kill her. Didn't kill her, but cut those gorgeous <gasps> blonde locks. What? Cut him off. Not Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, so she wakes up and she's pulling her hair out. Literally, hair's just coming out. And she sees written on the mirror in lipstick, soon. Whoa. Oh. Creepy. Um, what did you make of the hair cutting, John? So now we know how Mandy Rose felt, right? It's like you cut your hair and all of a sudden you're not beautiful anymore. Exactly. Wow. exactly. <laughs> and like the ugliest, most disgusting looking person in the world. Like wow. she cut her hair. She still looked fine to me. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice a single thing and except the, the one she pulled out. Like, she oh my got, God. He did a good job. I was like, heck, yo, first of all. Like, we don't see her go and get this fixed up. Like he did a pretty nice job. First of all, did he use the fish hook? <laughs> I mean, that would be difficult, right? He used scissors. But, I imagine he But the, the cop later, like, brings up the, oh, same guy that cut your hair with a fish hook? <laughs> I think he did a good... Fishermen aren't known for their, their you know, their style. They were slickers. Well, as I said, she then Pretty kept good. this hairdo for season two and three of Buffy. Buffy the so, Vampire yeah. Slayer, yeah. Uh, Great job. She kind of warmed up to it, I guess. Well, she's freaked out, because any girl would be freaked out if she woke up with her hair cut. And she, she calls Julia, like, get over here. I really like this shot here. So Julie is kind of in her bedroom. She gets the phone call from Helen freaking out, saying, you need to come here. The camera, like, tracks her coming. It, it was kind of very Halloween-esque as well. Sure, yeah. Tracks her coming down the stairs and tracks her going into the car to go to Julie's. Um, I thought looked looked pretty cool. She opens the trunk of her car. Well, yeah, this is cool. She's driving, but here's the noise. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck's in my trunk? So quickly stops... And opens her trunk. And it's Max, dead, covered in crabs. Oh, she's got crabs. Yes. Wow, this is kind of scary. This is actually. scary. Like, anything, for me, like, any, like, lots of things crawling all over you, whether it be bugs or crabs or something. Oh, wait a second. Sorry, wait, creepy. David, there was a dead body in her trunk. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's... <laughs> but you were like, whoa, those crabs scary. are scary. You know, when you see, like, uh, in horror films with, like, the maggots and the flies all yeah, crawling over. I hate they, it. It's creepy. It's gross. Yeah. And they do it here with crabs to so keep it on brand. If I wanted to scare you, I don't even need to put a dead body somewhere. I just need to fill it with little moving crabs or lobsters. I mean, wouldn't that freak you out if it you would. went into your bedroom and there were a load of crabs? Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd yeah. be shooketh. But I also... I'm Portuguese and I'd be like, yo, free dinner. Like, let's go. Uh, but, yeah, I understand. That's a scare right there. Uh, what did you make of this scare, John? It's a, it, it Does this top the Missy scare? or, uh, or... Uh, It's pretty freaky. I mean, if you're in a car and you're hearing, like, random noises and you don't know what the hell you're going to hear, then you open it up and, like, Max was wearing Barry's jacket on top of that, so he's wearing, like, yes. oh. jackets. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. So they're all kind of trying to... Uh, they get together <laughs> to talk about what's happening, and... Jennifer Love Hewitt decides to go for a bit of melodrama, throws her arms out, spins around, and goes, What are you waiting for? Come on! He's messing with us. Yeah, I remember that scene. I don't know if it's from the trailer, but like when I saw that scene, that immediately popped back in my head. Like, this is a scene from the movie that I still remember 20 years later. This is definitely a scene that's shot for the trailer. (laughs) What are you waiting for? This is made heavily made fun of in scary it's movies so funny. as well. But he's just messing with us. What are you waiting for? He's out there. What are you waiting for, huh? It's the spin. It's the spin. What are you waiting well. for? Again, like I don't know how many people in real life would a run from a conversation oh. and b just yell and spin. <laughs> Um, it's so ridiculous, so over the top. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, Oscar deserved. It's the 4th of July parade. Uh, Helen is on a float in her tiara. She's like, yo, a lot of shit's going down, but I ain't missing my parade. Yeah, that's also strange, but all right. She's like, look, people are dying. My friends. I, I'd maybe call in sick to work that day. She's got to give the tiara back. That's why. She does. Uh, Barry thinks he sees the fisherman, so attacks him, and it's just an old man. And this is just the day where everyone in this town wants to wear their fisherman outfits. It's 4th of July. Nah, I ain't ain't wearing red, white, and blue. I'll wear a long leather trench coat on this hot summer North Carolina day. Covers my whole body and my face. Everyone. Everyone's wearing this. Um... It's yeah, the chase where he's going after each one. Like, is this you? Is no, this you? It's not. Is this is this you? No. Um, so Helen's on the float and she's looking around, freaking out because she's seeing all these fishermen, and then sees on a roof the fisherman with the hook. I love this shot. So you you see, it's like, is that him? No. Is that him? He chases one down. It's an old guy. And then like she's on the parade, Helen, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and she's like not into it, but she's pretending she's enjoying this parade. And then just sees all of them and then looks. It's the Michael Myers yeah, shot, it's right? Like, From da-na. during the day on Halloween yeah. where you just drive past him. And it's like, it's, it's, like it's like Pennywise when in the yeah. OG when yes. you drive by and he's just like with the balloon like da uh, I thought this was good. I, I sent the gif of this to our chat earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you're not big on the whole uh, fisherman outfit there. Um, what is it you don't you don't like about? It's, it's not that I don't like it. I just feel like it's so like it feels Scooby Dooish to me, which is ironic because you have uh, two actors from the movie here. But Scooby-Doo. I feel like it's the old like old man and the fisherman outfit, like who is it type of feel. So to me, it's not scary like per se. But I feel like you know it's a it's different. It, it's a different outfit. It also feels like trying to be an answer to. You've got obviously the Michael Myers mask. You've got the Jason Scream. hockey mask. You've got the screen ghost face. <laughs> And it's like, what can we do that's going to be 
like iconic for this film. Yeah. It just doesn't quite land. I think it looks cool, but like this guy, the fisherman, is nowhere near as iconic as those previous. No, no, it's just a fisherman. Like anyone could be this. When I think of fisherman, I think of like Long John Silver's and like the fish sticks that you buy in the supermarket. So to (laughs) me, Reynolds and Long John Silver. (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. Just to me, it's not scary, but it could be scary, you know. So you're walking down a dark alley in a fisherman town. And you see this guy walk out in front of you with a fish hook? I'd be scared. I'd be scared of this man. Well, you know what I'd be scared of? Uh, Julie decides to go back to see Missy. And Missy just comes out with a bloody knife, bloody kitchen knife, and is like, Hey! You want to do some magic? Scares Julie. um, And they start talking about uh, Missy's dead brother. Uh, Missy says that she... uh, That David killed himself and left a suicide note which says I will never forget last summer Julie says look this isn't a suicide note it's it's a death threat mm. um, and and Julie's like hey I saw his arm it had Susie on the, on the, arm, on the arm on the tattoo and Missy's like yo he ain't got no tattoo he ain't got no tattoo he ain't got no tattoo um <laughs> So what could this all mean, Basil? Apparently, uh, the actress who played Missy, as I said, was told to just kind of be scary. But also, the story was very close to home for her because she actually lost her brother. Right? Yeah, like, I read this as well. Um, so, I, I actually think her performance is really good in this because there is that sadness, but the the kind of creepiness and scariness to her as well. I. I Thumbs up for Missy. Yeah. She, like I said, she had the best scare of the yep. whole movie. So Julie kind of thinks, ah, oh, well, it, maybe it isn't this David guy. I got to get back to town. I got to get back and tell the others. <laughs> no cell phones. No cell phones. Um, we're at the beauty pageant and a girl is singing Fame. What is it? Irene Cara. It's karaoke at the beauty yep. pageant. Uh, she's seen Fame pretty badly. I've done Fame twice. Okay. It's a, it's yeah. a fun show. Done it do. better than this? Uh, I didn't sing this. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I did it better than this. I think you, you sing better than um, I had to play a violin. And that, a piano. I, want, I want to see yeah. that. <laughs> um, so Helen is on the stage, smiling, being pretty for the pageant, and then sees Barry on the balcony. Ooh, the one guy girlfriend. on the balcony. That's my girlfriend! And the fisherman comes up behind him attacks him, starts slashing at him with the fisherman's hook. Helen freaks out, is screaming, the balcony, Barry, like someone help. And they're all like, all right, you've gone crazy. I I hate this in horror films when everyone like, just decides not to believe. It's like, there's oh, someone dying. You clearly just lost your mind all of a sudden on oh stage. It's like, no, someone died. A cop's there. It's like, all right, what happened? What happened? What's going on? There was a murder on the balcony. All right, let's go up. Let's go up and check it out. What a dick yeah. this cop is. Yeah. Pfft, blue lives matter. Pfft. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Uh, this cop is like, fine, let's go see. You say he died up here? Let's go. Brings her up with a flashlight. First of all, don't bring her up there, but because there could be the killer. Yep. But he goes up there, sees nothing, doesn't see there. The camera shows you there's like a little bit of drip of blood because clearly the killer dragged the body of yes. Barry quickly out of there. But the cop's like, lady, you're insane. I'm going to take you home. And before she gets taken home, they're like, hold on a second here, hun. 
We need that tiara. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't winning this this year. You, you might crazy as well. Bitch. You like, might as well killed her here because this is what kills her. She's yeah. like, oh my oh god. Oh my god. My boyfriend was just murdered, and I saw. No one believes me. But holy and shit. And you're stripping me of my crown? What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah, Barry's death here isn't as elaborate as... He just gets fish hooked. He just gets fish hooked again. Nothing like the uppercut. Yeah, this... For a character who... Pretty prominent in this film. I yeah. thought this was anticlimactic. He just death. gets... He just gets killed. What did you make of uh, the death of Barry here, John? This is something in horror movies that I hate and love. Like, when you have somebody, like, totally pointing somewhere. Like, look up there. Somebody's getting killed. But nobody wants to actually look. They're just focused on holding her back. It's like if one person would have just turned around and looked up there, they probably would have seen the murder being happen. But yeah. of course, nobody wants to look up there. They just want to focus on her and holding her back. So it's ridiculous, but it's fun. Out of a whole auditorium of people, just your natural reflex. Like if I just suddenly went, hey, Brayden, point. You'd yeah. be like, what? What's going on you, up there? You always turn. It's a natural reflex. A whole auditorium to just be like, ah, she's lost her mind. I refuse to turn around and look at what <laughs> she's pointing at. I refuse. This woman's crazy. I'm trying to enjoy the karaoke. <laughs> um, so now it looked like to me that <laughs> Helen had been arrested by this cop because she's she's in the back seat of this car. The doors are all locked. And he's like, oh, I'm driving you to the loony bin, it seemed like. He's like, look, I'm going to take you home and you're going to sit in the back of the police car. Not in the front, but the back, which is locked. Yeah. Because it's for criminals. Because you're crazy. And it's like, I'll take you home. la di da di da Oh, looks like a fisherman over here on the road down this alleyway is having some car trouble. I better leave you in the back of this car <laughs> locked while I go check on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I won't help you when you scream murder, but this fisherman needs yeah. help. <laughs> wow! Yeah, he it so shows it shows what police officers. This scene <laughs> is right out of Scream Two, right? What were the 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 two girls in the back seat of the car? Right. Okay. Um, the uh, I think Michael. Uh, sorry, Ghostface Ghost was driving and gets the the cop gets the pole like oh, right yeah, through him okay. and everything. Uh, this scene is like right from that. So the cop goes to check on this hey there. fisherman. You got some car trouble? <laughs> he gets shanked by the fisherman hook and uh, Buffy is stuck in the back seat. I called her Buffy. Helen yeah. um, is locked in the back seat. She's trying to get out. She smashes the window and runs to the store. Her sister's store manages to escape the fisherman, but he's still after her. This is a pretty epic chase scene, I thought. Like, she goes through the department store and... Well, first she she somehow gets out of the, the cop car. She busts through the window, which, wow. She, she Charlotte flares it, right? It, <laughs> if, if, like, a woman the size of Sarah Michelle Gellar can break through the p- back of a police car, then what does that tell for, like, actual criminals that get put in the back of these cars? That's very true. But she escapes, and the, the thing about this this guy is, in Scream, like, the killer runs after you, but in Michael, Michael Myers, he just walks after yeah. you. And the fisherman here is like, nah, I'm going to troll you and just walk at you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to run after you. And it's pretty... I th- I'd say this is a, probably a good part of the movie here. That She, like, she escapes him, runs... Barely, it's it's the classic classic Halloween when Lori is trying to open the door and like the the kids are like oh okay. and again Elsa's like nah I don't really uh, want to open the door and then like right. she gets in in the nick of time and then somehow he gets in through the back door and it, he chases her through I thought this was a, this was pretty good I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's great by the way oh she's fantastic um, shame we she kind of like fell off right 
I don't know if she fell off, but like she just didn't do too much afterwards. So I don't know if it's good. I mean, same with Freddie Prince. He went yeah. on to, to do WWE writing. He does more writing, right? <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought this for like a, as a horror movie goes, I thought this whole chase from some t- from top to bottom because she also then escapes the the department store and then runs out and realizes, hey, there's like it's Fourth of July, so there's all these noises and sounds and fireworks and parades and stuff, so no one hears her get and caught. Her sister's also murdered. Oh, right, yeah. As well. The bitch sister. Yeah, the bitch sister's <laughs> hey, murdered. That, that's so yeah. late Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that is. Oh. Uh, it's Billy Madison's teacher. That's She's Billy Madison's friend. teacher, and it's Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. That's so funny. I knew I recognized her. I was like, yo, yeah, Sonya Blade's the best. I, I'm with you. I think this is maybe the best kind of chase and kind of thrill. I thought it was good. Of, of the film where it kind of... The tension's yeah. rising. You get a bit of anxiety She's watching one of the main this characters. girl trying to escape. Um, something I like about the character of Helen is she's a bit of a bitch, but she's likable. Like sure. you, she's not too. You, you're rooting for her at the end. You want to see her survive. Yeah. And normally, this kind of character would be one of the first who goes. It's like, oh, it's the the bitchy blonde girl. Let's kill her off. Whereas here, I think as the film goes on, you start being more on her side, which I liked. Um, Personally, I prefer the slow chase to the running. Yeah, I always definitely. like the stalking. John, do you have a preference on your serial killer chases? Do you want a, a slow idle walk or do you want a guy running at you? No, the the slow pace thing always like does it for me. Like the one moment where they're in the store, which is called Shivers, by the way, which is the name their yeah. last name, but just it fits. But you have the part where you see all these mannequins that are covered with like the plastic over their head, and you just know that one of them is going to be the killer. And then he finally pops out and starts chasing Helen. Like yeah. I love that. Where it's like this very quiet scene, but you know that something's going to pop out at you. And they definitely did that in that this scene. This actually felt very. Is it? Uh, it's Scream Three, right? Yeah. In the movie set, and yeah. there's one in the costume department. Yeah, this very was one of those, those deaths. You yeah, can, no. you can definitely see the influences on other films. I like this, and then eventually Sarah Michelle Gellar gets fish hooked here, like in an alley where no one normally people would be able to hear her screaming and stuff, but because of there's fireworks and and a parade, and just no one in this fisherman town cares about anyone but themselves. Well, poor Helen. I mean- not only did she manage to smash the cop window, but she jumps out of. Like a window. A window, like high up to, to escape here. And she's, as you say, running through this parade. The fireworks going off. She is attacked. Oh. But manages to get away. Doesn't she? Does she get shanked here? She gets yeah, killed during the fireworks. You have a parade walking by. Like, my peripheral vision is not 100%, but <laughs> if I see somebody to the left of me getting murdered. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see it. Like, I don't know. That's just me. I, I I really like this scene, and it's unfo- it's kind of is unfortunate. You kind of do go oh when she gets killed because you thought she was gonna go. Look at all she got away s- through so much, and then finally it's just this. It's the fireworks that it's the the downfall to to Helen. But I I I prefer the slow chase. I I love old school horror and stuff like that. But I hate Jason Voorhees because he oh he's a ghost. Therefore he can just teleport. So it doesn't matter if you're running, if you're walking, or if he does the slow walk or whatever, because he'll just teleport. And I'm like, that's bullshit. What, what kind of, what kind of? So I like the realistic thing of this fisherman. You can't see his face. You you know he's got this hook. You know he's been fucking with people and killing people, and he's walking towards you. That's scary. I totally was distracted by the fireworks here, just like these people. Just distracted. I just wrote Helen is attacked. I'm like, oh yeah, she, wow. she died. She see, died it's here. People like you. That is why serial killers are getting away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Julie has been doing some more research and she now realises that David Egan wasn't the guy 
she hit. Oh. And she thinks it's a guy called Ben Willis. Well, she is- thinks it's Billy Blue. Because doesn't she think it's it's like Ray? Because she, she goes over to him. She's like, hey, Ray. Well, she, she comes to him with the, the, the news no- about oh, Ben right, Willis. Right. And it's like, hey, uh, this Ben Willis guy was the, the father of the fiancé. And I think he murdered David Egan. And then it was actually Ben we hit. But as she's telling him this, she sees Billy Blue ridden on the boat and thinks Ray is the friend of the of David uh, Egan. She's like, wait a And second. then realizes like, oh, it, it, it was must you. actually be Ray. It was along. you who went to Missy, who had the moment of, of lust with Misty, Missy. But, but I didn't... This gets a bit convoluted here for me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, first of all, your name is Ray. Yeah. You are a fisherman mm. with your own boat and you decide to name it Billy Blue. That's not the way naming boats work, I don't think. But uh, bad boat name. That's what I judge right here. <laughs> Billy Blue? That's a lame name. But uh, yeah, it gets a little messy. I, I thought this was a, a <coughs> bit too much, seeing that we haven't... Uh, we it's haven't trying met, to trick We you. haven't met this David Egan guy. We haven't met this Ben Willis guy. Right. Um, you're, you're talking about all these characters from... Like, we haven't seen. Um, and yeah, we think it... We suspect Ray for about a second. Right. They're so, still trying to trick you with the classic thriller twists and stuff. Yeah. What What did you think of all this kind of exposition here, John? I'm a big fan of, like, whodunit movies, but I've never been a fan of, like, where they randomly introduce a new character, like, halfway through the movie. It's like, nobody knew about this father, Ben Willis, but all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, Sue had a father, uh, Ben Willis, and it's like, that wasn't even a, an original, like like, somebody that we thought was going to be the killer because we didn't even know about this person. And all yeah. of a sudden you're introducing this person at the end of the movie. It's like, it's a little cheap to me. It's like, all right, now that, it's this new guy. All of a sudden. Yeah, that, that's what I think as well. Yeah. I, I think the, the Ben Willis character, we could have maybe met in some form or, or had some sort of scene to kind of tie it together rather than just be newspaper article. Ben Willis, newspaper article. I will David say, Egan. I mean, you do see the guy in the water earlier. It's the same guy. Right. So you do kind of go, okay, well, it's that guy. Like I, I understand that. I, I think it should have been Max, but he was killed earlier, so it's like I think that is the better angle there. For the whole movie, Max would instead of dying there, unfortunately, because he has the best death, he should have hung around longer so to keep that like going and then actually be him. Like I think that is like the proper okay. would have been a more proper turnaround. But here they just introduced I think like it's this made, guy. You'd have to retinker the whole film yeah. though, because I can't I don't think you'd go so obvious with him sure. early on. Uh, but you could do a, a, a fake the death. You don't see his death, but you could still do the crab thing where he yeah. just... I was pretending defunct. to be dead with yeah. crabs all over me. Uh, I think it's fine. But then she thinks it's Ray. So then so she's like... Running ah! She just loves running away She loves running. So, look, if... Word of advice, guys. Yeah. If, if your girl suddenly thinks you're a murderer... It's happened to me. And runs away... <laughs> Don't run after her. It looks really fucking suspicious. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Just let her let her run. Maybe send her a text and be like, In "Babe, huh? you've kind of you've got the wrong, wrong end of the stick Pager. here. Can we talk?" Don't run at her like you're a serial killer. Um, so he's running after her, and then out of nowhere, he just gets clotheslined by this guy, Lariotto, in a hat. Um, just kind of, was it jean, jean jacket kind of here, yep. just an everyday guy takes him out and this, this line made me cringe. He goes, easy child. 
that was a, a pretty good clothesline, though. Like, yeah, it was. was a decent clothesline. It was. Stan yeah, Hansen, Stan Hansen style. Yeah. You um, think Stan Hansen ever watched this movie and went, nice. Nice. <laughs> so you think he's helping uh, Julie here. Obviously, it's not. Yeah. This is your killer. Um, and he reveals that he is Ben Willis, the father of David Egan's fiance. that he was left for dead by four teenagers last year and it's now him it's time for him to get retribution um okay so we talked about kind of masks in horror films you got the michael myers you got the ghost face let's talk about names okay the name of your serial killer you're writing right okay i'm gonna write a new a new slasher we need a good name Right, how about Ben? <laughs> He's the All fisherman, right. though. What's his surname? Willis. Ben Willis. Ben Willis. I don't know. Maybe Sounds it's scary. just me. Doesn't sound too scary. Ben Willis. John, what do you think? Ben Willis. I mean, David Egan sucked as well. Like, both of these names aren't good for your potential. Yeah. blue. It's probably why the whole, like, fisherman killer didn't really stick with me as being something scary. Because, yeah, Ben Willis is the person behind it. Like, I don't know. It didn't really Let's... scare me much. Okay, I'd take this. The actor's name would be way better for a serial killer. Muse Watson. Whoa. Now that, that should be, like, you come... Uh, if I was Kevin Williamson here, if I was yeah. the director, I'd be like, we're just going to use your real name. For the rest of your life, people will think you're a we're fisherman gonna killer. We're going to call you Muse. I just, just call him the fisherman killer. Right? Don't call him Ben. Ben. Mate, <laughs> Ben. Ben. So, uh, he reveals to to Julie that he is the killer. Julie's trying to escape. Ray and Ben have a showdown on the boat and Julie stupidly distracts Ray. She just yells, Ray! And unlike all the people in the auditorium, he decides to look. He's like, yeah, honey, what's going on? And then he gets punched. Gets punched in the face, falls into the water. I was thinking as he fell into the water here, I'm like, probably the safer place to be. (laughs) It's going to be way harder to kill me with a fish hook in the water. So, Freddie Prince's junior character, Ray, here. The whole movie, his girl, is getting bullied, getting choked, getting chased after. And now he decides to step in and, and be a man and help her out. And then he gets punched into the water. <laughs> yes. Um, Julie tries to escape. She kind of goes through the ice where... She uh, goes under the whole boat. Under yeah. the boat where like you'd store all the fish to keep them cold. Apparently this ice was jelly. Okay. It was all jelly. Yeah, So right. it'd be easier for her to go through. Um, looked kind of fun. It, yeah, <laughs> it looked... Is that weird? I'm I'm a city boy. I live in Toronto and I've never... I want my, If I ever escape, if you ever if I go off the grid... I'm becoming a fisherman. I've decided okay. that's what I'm going to do. I want to. I want to have a boat with like ice and Ben. Inspired yeah. What's his name? Ben, ben Willis. Inspired ben Willis. Yeah. yeah. If you ever need to look me up, Ben Willis. That's the code name. Ben Willis, and I'll be a fisherman in in North. Where is this? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. I thought this. I thought this was a cool chase scene as well, where she's like going through the boat and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, and then she's finding all the bodies. Uh, she like, finds a flare gun. Yeah. Loses it. That would hurt though. I've never. In in movies, flare guns are always brought up and stuff like that. But I couldn't. If you get shot by it, what would happen? I think it would hurt. It, it could hurt? kill, like a at, firework. At a certain yeah, close enough right. to the head, it would it could kill you. Okay, all right. Well, it doesn't I think happen. It come out of a gun is going to hurt you. I don't care what it is. Yeah, <laughs> close range, you're, you're going to feel some pain. One hundred percent. But she's in the ice, and then like it's it is totally Halloween when when randomly bodies just pop up. 
She's yes. like, oh, I know this person. And All the characters dead. we've yeah. missed. They're dead people. Oh, my God. And he's putting... Why is he keeping the bodies on ice? Uh... Just for this scene, yeah, just I think, to scare just to her. Fuck with her. Yeah, okay, more. got it. Why, of all the people, is he focusing on her? Yeah, he was probably the least guilty, guilty of them all. Um, <laughs> plot. He's plot a troll. Holes. He's a troll. <laughs> plot holes. Ray gets back on the boat and knocks out Ben with kind of one of those big sort of winch rope hook yeah. things. Um, and then he gets up. He wakes back up. Says, happy 4th of July, Julie. He's the undertaker here, yeah. Um, when you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. And he lifts the hook up, but gets it caught in a rope. So Ray pulls the winch, which sends Ben flying into the air and then just has his hand chopped off. Oh. And he falls into the ocean. Wow. And then Ray... Okay, let's talk about this. This apparent death. Okay. Here. Yeah. Uh, so he gets his hand sliced off with the hook in it. Um, goes flying. That's how Brock Lesnar got the inspiration for his tattoo. It's a it's a, a hand cut off holding a hook. Yeah. Legit. Brock has this tattoo. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I love the line, when you leave a man dead, you should have left him dead. That's, that's you need, really great. You need some cheesy. That was great. Like, I love that. Line, right? But that's how this killer is defeated. His hand gets cut off. That's y- it. Yeah. I thought this... Kind of sucked, especially that, <laughs> especially that, um, okay, Ray, Ray pulls the winch here, but he just clumsily got his hand caught in here. It wasn't anything like, Cut off. Julie didn't like kick him and so he fell back and got caught into it. No. I don't know. I thought it just, it was his own stupidity got him, got him killed here or apparently Happy killed. Happy 4th of July. And I don't know if losing a hand will kill you either. What did you think of our, our murderer getting killed here poor ben see the whole fisherman thing didn't scare me but when they were in the bottom of the boat and you see like the ice and everything it's really dark that's a little scary when you're like in the total dark and you don't know what you're going through and you're you dig through the ice and you see bodies obviously that's gonna be scary but yeah like the killer himself says you're not sure until you like know that he's dead and you just see like a hand being cut off like you might want to double check and make sure this guy is dead because double tap baby exactly double tap 100 i also just feel it's different in kind of your screen movies when it's revealed who the killer is and we know it's one of the main cast and they get to kind of have that final showdown not in their like horror costume. Yeah. yeah. I don't know this Ben guy. It's just some like, guy. It just, it's just some guy in jeans to me. I, I kind of feel he should still be in the jacket in or some part of the fisherman attire yeah. for this here. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a, a little lame and anticlimactic, but. Ray thought this is the best opportunity. Okay, all our friends are dead. All my friends are dead. <laughs> um, we've just almost been killed. This fisherman's lost his hand, probably still alive, swimming around somewhere. You know what? I'm going to tell you I love you, babe. <laughs> 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 Professes his love to Julie, and the sheriff comes and he's like, Hey, so any idea why, uh, why this guy would want you dead? Uh-huh. And they look at each other and go, nope. I don't know. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> no I idea, just, officer. I was just having a lovely day. He lovely 4th of me. July. <laughs> Same as always. Um, and then he cla- classic horror movie line from like one of the cops here. He goes, okay, so uh, the body hasn't shown up yet, but don't worry. The body will show up. They usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And that's when we see kind of they've put a net in the ocean and they've trapped, they've got the, the hand. 
with the hook. The hook! So this is kind of a, a sort of inventive way of doing the, the kind of hand rising through the, the yeah. AJ Styles, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. They usually do. Yeah, John, all the horror movies you've seen, of course, they never find the body, which equals No, of course sequel. not. You, you have to see how much money this movie makes first and see if it's in the horizon. <laughs> That's the key element of a horror movie is, wait a second, why would we kill this guy? <laughs> yeah. We skip forward to the next uh, summer. A year later. A year later. I know what you did last, last summer. Julie seems happy. She's in a towel. She's just had a lovely shower. I'm happy too. She's on the phone to Ray. They're in love. She tells him that, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I've made the Dean's list. Remember a year ago, her mum thought she was on drugs because yeah. the Dean was going to kick her out. Now, now she is on drugs. <laughs> list. She's super happy. And one of her friends says, hey, Julie, you've actually got some mail. And the music starts to turn. Uh-oh. The handwriting looks very similar. Oh, God. The tension's building. She opens it up. You think it's from the fisherman, but it's actually just an invite to a party. A pool, ho, 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 a oh. pool party. Yeah, sounds fun. But there's a double swerve because she turns around to go back into the shower room and in the steamed up window written is I still no. Ooh. She's looking very scared. She, but not scared enough to run away. She's just like, oh, this. it can't be. It can't be. No. It can't be. How? And a man jumps through the window. She screams, end. And the credits roll. Yeah. Hush plays. Yeah, uh, classic Freddy Krueger here. This is the total uh, you, Freddy Krueger drip. You've got drip. to. If you're doing a slasher film, you've got to have this a guy final jumping through scare, right? a mirror, glass, right? Yeah. Uh, John, it's the Freddy Krueger, right? It definitely is. Like, I'm watching this and I'm like, I was going to like binge through all three of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch all these movies. But as soon as that ended, I'm like, huh, nope. does <laughs> to like start off with like what happened? Because like, you can't just ignore that, even though most movies do ignore like what happened. But it's like, I want to know what happened. Like, who attacked her? Does, What's does going it on? do that? Have you seen the sequel? I feel like I have a long time. Again, I haven't seen this movie since it was in heavy rotation on like yeah. much music, MTV, and stuff like that in the 2000s. But I remember watching the second one somehow, some way. I definitely haven't seen it's it. It's like and even lower. It's even yeah, worse. Yeah, I'm curious from this end if they do the Halloween 2, where it just well, Jennifer picks up Lopez right and after. Prince Jr., uh, they both come back for it. I know Brandy's in the sequel. That's all I really remember about it. Though. Brandy's in the sequel. Right. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's it's classic ending of a horror movie here girl in the towel like oh what do you she's on the phone oh what do you what do you mean what i'm wearing and then the steam rises the the i still know uh it's it's fine. i like it's the cheese. double i like the double swerve here, yeah, though. yeah i like how they tease you with the letter and then you think everything's okay and she turns around and you see it written yeah which is creepier because you know he was in there in the shower room with her. It's way creepier uh i quite like the end it's very as we say, it's very kind of cliche, but it's fun. It's a slasher film. I want the tropes in a slasher film. Yeah, you definitely got that out of that. You definitely got that. <laughs> so that is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, critically, this didn't do particularly well. Uh, Shocker. IMDb, it's got a score of 5.7, so just a pass. Uh, Metacritic, it's very low. It's on a 2.5. And Rotten Tomatoes... It's not fresh. It is rotten. It's 42%. Um, I don't know. I think I think enough times passed that I just... I enjoy this genre. Um, I'm very nostalgic for this time. Like, the, 
the late 90s, early 2000s. I, I love films coming out around this time. This, yeah. this was around the time as well where I kind of sort of stopped watching your kids' movies and enjoyed watching kind of your... Yeah. You're R-rated. Like, I, I was young. It was, like, naughty, right? You put on a... Yeah, there's a teen movie. 18 yeah. um, when you're 12. It's fun. Um, so I'm really nostalgic for this time. Uh, I really enjoyed watching this film. I, I, It's not great. Don't get me wrong. It's but fun. It's really fun. Um, I think the cast are really strong here. You've got good kind of... Uh, teen actors of this period they're probably this. like 33 they're probably yeah <laughs> uh but they're all pretty likable uh i do want to go and watch the sequels just out of curiosity i do find it funny how i still know what you did last summer came out in 1998 and then eight years later they thought huh maybe there's a bit more in this franchise and do i'll always know what you did last summer <laughs> oh my god john what were your thoughts overall um- I loved it. Going back and watching it, I mean, it had, like, total, like you said, 90s nostalgia to it. All the actors are, like, heartthrobs at the time, like, teen stars. Um, It came out at the perfect time because it made money because, obviously, coming off of Scream and whatnot, everybody was rushing to see, like, these teen-oriented horror movies. So it definitely came out at the right time. Watching it back now, obviously, it's not a perfect movie, but it was fun just to go back to the 90s and see exactly what it was back then that... Because when I watched it as a teenager, I was scared as hell. So it's going back and watching it now. It's like, okay, this movie's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, look, we we knew what we were picking when we picked this as a random review. We just thought, ah, it's something summer. We want some horror. Why not? Uh, and it, it, obviously, none of us have watched this in a very long time. But it, it came out when we were growing up. So it's kind of definitely nostalgia. But I mentioned like scary movie, kind of how they they mock and parody all these these types of movies, especially then. This I feel like this movie was mocked a lot in a lot of movies, especially like the "What are you waiting for?" and so many like yeah. different things in this. Um, obviously, Scream brought back the slasher movie, but this definitely was like a highlight in the '90s of just like like I said, you got the '90s music, you got the the, the cheese, you got the the uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, they're all on top at that time. So it's just it's just really interesting. It's just a snapshot of 1997, really, because this movie made a lot of money. <laughs> like for a, for a shit slasher horror movie, um, it it made a lot of money. You you can understand why they would try to go to the the well not once but twice. Um, don't think we'll ever be doing those ones in the in the near future. <laughs> I don't know if we'll review them, but I definitely want to watch them. <laughs> I, 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 one, yeah. I might mention on up next if I yeah. if I happen to put it on one night. Just give some little. We'll talk thoughts. about it. Hey, and I'm always curious to watch the kind of shitty straight to DVD ones. There, there's a weird curiosity I have. I've, if I enjoy a like a yeah a franchise sort of thing, I'm I'm like I'll check it out, even if it is like a point one rating. Or sure, I I like these like nineties two thousands movies in general, but the horror genre or thriller like you know urban legends or skulls or uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that came out around that time. But looking back, they're all cheese now. They're all shot the same way. They're all made the same way. It was like total focused on teen American th- stuff, and it totally is still happening today with like your Riverdale's or your uh, uh, so many different shows that have the elements and, and stuff. Uh, Scream had a TV show made by MTV, which I I, I watched as well. But it it's still being like oh, it's re- still it's still popular. Yeah, There's it's definitely still a, a calling for it. As I said, I I do really recommend watching that um uh the latest series of American Horror Story. Yeah. If you like these kind of films, it's a real kind of uh 
just like homage to them uh it's it's really fun i i highly recommend that uh if you do like these kind of films um john you you mentioned to me yesterday about a a potential reboot to this oh god uh, franchise yeah, i was reading about it they've been working on the script since 2014 about potentially making it into a reboot but then i've also heard they might actually transition it to a tv series instead so I'm not sure if it's going to be a movie or a series, but it's supposed to be a reboot of the original movie that came I'd out. I'd be down it. for a series. See, to be I honest. feel like it would be the MTV, what they did with Scream. Yeah. But they would, they just made a whole new, like, characters, whole new everything that was kind of similar. And I feel like they would they would do that with this. And I think it would work. I think I think it would be, like, the thriller and, and more mystery and stuff like that. I think, I think it could work. I mean, you can, I would say, keep the kind of core concept of, like, teens accidentally kill someone yeah um but you, you don't even need to necessarily do a fisherman or anything you can do no you need a fisherman that concept set anywhere i think you need that fish hook coming up under the guy's chin you need, you need ben you need ben willis need the killer, killer. Ben. <laughs> I, I i again we this is a horror movie and we do like to talk i think we already mentioned that the the kill of the movie the death of the movie is max Big i think Bang it's max. unanimous yeah there. i think that was a unanimous a, a thing and missy is the scariest part of the film <laughs> I want to see a Missy spin-off. Wow. Oh, uh, that would be wait. great. Like, 20 years later... What's she you doing? Get old Missy. That that would be a series I'd watch. Just her living her life out in North Carolina? Yeah. That'd be great. That's... I, I think there's money there. <laughs> money to be had. <laughs> we did post up on our Patreon um, a feedback thread, and I, I, I see that one person has commented, because clearly one person really loves this movie. Yeah. So how about I read this Go for it. from our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. Tony Arthur. Not had a chance to rewatch this recently, but I remember loving this movie. Although I also love Scream... <clears throat> and I know what you did last summer is often seen as the ripoff. I personally prefer this movie. The characters' reactions to the horror around them seems far more realistic than some of the other movies, and I appreciate that. There is a fair to good chance, however, that my fondness for this movie, down to the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt was my first crush. I had recently fallen in love with her character from Can't Hardly Wait and was watching a lot of her previous work. I think uh, you're not alone there, Tony. <laughs> uh, I think there was added terror for me in every scene she was in danger. However, my love for her for prevented me from investing in the other characters, was happy when Galecki dies because he he thought he had a chance with her. Didn't care about Felipe dying after he had manhandled her and didn't like Freddy for doing nothing about it and just being a bit crap. Buffy was fine, but how she w can win a beauty contest in a town that has Jennifer Love Hewitt seems a bit far-fetched to me. Wow. It's not it's not Jennifer Love Hewitt's bag. She she didn't want to do that. Right. She, she was a book girl. <laughs> and he continues, Over the years, she and I had drifted apart and we both moved on. Though she still holds a special place in my heart, I do think she's a good actress and far better than what she gets credit for. I think her looks had her typecast for a while and there were some poor choices made in her career, but I genuinely don't think she's bad in any of her roles. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the review. I would say that about most of the cast. I think they're they're fine in this. Clearly, like, I don't think the acting is a weak part of this film. It's just very cliche and cheesy. Clearly, you've never seen The Tuxedo with oh. Jackie Chan. Yes. And Jennifer Love I, Hewitt. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. Jeez, I, I remember yeah. that. Then you, then you, I think our friend Tony here has seen that movie. Uh, I remember Jennifer Love Hewitt being a big, big star in, in the 90s, 2000s. She had her, she had TV shows, but yeah, she's kind of fizzled away as well. She's, she's in 911 yeah. right now, TV Interesting. series, yeah. since 2018. And I, and, and I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. used to write for WWE, because mm -hmm. he was always a, a big fan of that. I'm not sure exactly what he wrote for WWE. 
But uh, you know, imagine the fisherman as a wrestler in WWE. How would that work out? The fish hook. As a, you can't use the weapon. It could be an entrance. A attire, fisherman's suplex sure. would be a finishing move. The fisherman suplex. Fisherman, fisherman suplex. suplex. There you fisherman go. Buster. Fisherman Buster. What? What? Uh, Come out in a boat. I don't know. They do the fish hook in the mouth. Don't the fish they? hook in the mouth. Um, this sounds like a t- terrible nineties. This gimmick. well, undisputed era is breaking up soon. I so think Bobby so. Fish. Bobby Fish. The fisherman <laughs> Bobby Fish. He comes out with the hood on. Yeah, yeah. I think that could work. That would, he'd rock that. Yeah, that'd be good. Come out to some typo negative. Summer breeze. Yeah, Bobby I think- Fish. Still a better name than Ben Willis. <laughs> Well, that would be a w- bit weird if they're like, wait a second, you're a fisherman and your name is Bobby Fish? <laughs> It'd be a swerve. Uh, well, that was I Know What You Did last summer, and now you know what we did this summer, and that was watch this movie and talk about it. And we thank you for listening. Uh, is there any final notes on this movie, that, guys, about this before we we say goodbye? I think I'm, I know what you did last summer, Doubt. You, you, you definitely know what we did this summer. What about you, John? I definitely want to see the sequel. I want to know what the hell happened. He, he ran, you know, he rushed Jennifer Love Hewitt at the end. I want to find out what happened now. Spoiler, he's alive. We could, we'll watch it together on a Zoom call. <laughs> okay, that, that Instead works. of payback, let's just put on the sequel. Watch along. <laughs> I, I still know what you did yes. last summer. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do so many more reviews on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash up next. We have a show for world champs patrons where they select things and we've watched so many movies and done so many movie reviews we did the karate kid we did freddy got fingered with waiting we've done so many things we have scream we have the terminator we have so many movies up on our patreon uh patreon.com slash up next five dollars a month for the north american tier gets you all of those shows including best match ever was next all that stuff we do so many more podcasts other than just nxt including AEW reviews as well on there so go check us out and support the BDE as well as our Twitter at Up Next Podcast anything else? Yes well this is our free movie review we try to do uh, at least one free show uh, like non-NXT related on this feed every month. Yeah we jumped from Star Wars to Jennifer Love Hewitt. We did Don't indeed. know how that happened um, but now it's time to jump into something else and start a new venture and with all the the kind of hype around uh, a specific movie, Robert Pattinson, ah, with the Batman coming out next October. <laughs> we thought that gives us time to go back and watch all the old Batman films. Now we've already reviewed the Adam West Batman movie to the you, Batcave. You can find that on our Patreon. But here on the free feed next month, we will be starting with Batman. Yes, Michael Keaton. Yes, Vengeance. Vengeance. Vengeance from Vengeance. 1989, directed by Tim Burton. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to dive back into these. I haven't watched some of these films for so long. And they really vary. They vary from camp to some of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. Some would say. Definitely. Uh, the, the, the whole series of Batman. We're talking from. We're going to start with the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Actually, Jack Nicholson got top billing on a movie that's called Batman. Uh, we're going to be talking about that one. Uh, I, I absolutely love Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson in that OG Batman. Uh, never rub another man's rhubarb. Um, I can't wait to do that. But we're going to go through all of them down the line. Uh, yep. We did all the Star Wars, so we will be doing all the Batmans. That's that's Val Kilmer. That's George Clooney in the Batnips. Batnips. We got Christian Bale. 
Where are the other drugs going? We got everything. <laughs> we, we're going through all these bat eras. Got bat fleck. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. I forgot about that. Oh, Wait, yeah. can I change my mind now? Can we go back on it? No. Uh, maybe we'll even do the Snyder Cut down the line. Yeah, I, uh, I think that would be super interesting to do. So all the bats. We're going bat crazy here. I mean, we're in a pandemic. That all started from a bat. Yes. So why not talk why about not bats? Talk about the Batman. <laughs> so that will be our next uh, free reviews coming out on the free feed, starting again with that OG Batman movie. Uh, so look for that. We'll be announcing it uh, week to week. But on this free feed, you will also catch us with Up Next and uh, all the other shows. Again, patreon.com slash up next. So many more shows coming out, including a uh, best match ever TNA X Division show that's coming out this weekend with friend of the show JP from the Grapple Spotlight, which is going to be a lot of fun talking about uh, all the crazy no limits X Division and all that stuff. So, so many podcasts, so many shows. Go check us out. And John Sino, Mr. Shot in the Dark, Mr. Zombie Pod, thank you so much for joining us and talking about some horror movies. Uh, even though we're doing Batman, I'm sure we can still be random and throw in. Like I said, we do whatever we want. We do what we want. We ain't scared. So, uh, John, thank you for joining us. We definitely will have you on. But please, plug away all the stuff you've got going on as well, my dude. No, absolutely. So this week we have a new episode of Shot in the Dark where we have a, a little bit of a retribution angle at the end. A little Easter egg. I don't want to ruin it, but watch Listen to the entire episode. Something will happen at the end of Shot in the Dark, as well as a new episode of uh, Zombie Pod where we talk about the fan culture, the goods and the bads of fandom, uh, as we call it, uh, in just video games, wrestling, AEW, WWE, um, movies, whatever the case may be. And the next two weeks, we're going to be going through a horror in video games. So we're going to see episode one is going to be more of like the nostalgia, uh, Nintendo, Sega Genesis era, and then the yes. 8-bit era. And then the second episode is going to be more of the new era, Resident Evil, and up to date now with what the horror is in video games. Are you going to be talking about Slenderman? Does that count? Oh, uh, we might. Yeah, we'll never talk about Slenderman. Yeah, <laughs> David's made me play it, and I don't want to play it all the time. But he, 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 he's literally shook. It's so scary. That's the scariest video game ever made, in my opinion. Slender. You want to play it later? We could do. We'll I don't know if we'll have time. I want to play it. Try, yeah. Uh, so, so check out that. Uh, you cover all sorts of stuff on the Zombie Pod, including horror and, and wrestling and all that stuff. So check out Zombie Pod with John Cena. And yes, Shot in the Dark is free up on the Patreon every. Is it Tuesday night? Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So check, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Yeah. So check that out as well there. But thank you so much, John. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at ZombiePod, Z-O-M-B-I-P-O-D, where I do shows every Tuesday with Zombie Rasputin, Jose Diaz, um, as well as uh, Cino Evil, C-N-O-E-V-I-L, my personal page, where you can see me doing Shot in the Dark every Wednesday morning. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for joining in. We'll definitely have you on again. I think you're the horror guy. I feel I felt wrong doing a horror review without you now. So uh, thank you so much for joining in and all the stuff. You've been killing it, and I'm happy to see you're, you're going forward with all the stuff you've been doing. You've been killing it. Uh, thank you to everyone here listening. I appreciate you, guys, appreciate you guys. I know we are a wrestling podcast, but we are so much more than that. Like I said, we do so much more. So thank you so much for listening. We will be out of here. Follow the Facebook page and group as well, Up Next Podcasts. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And what are you waiting for? Ahoy!
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.